This episode of Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, is dedicated to the five lives that were lost in the Club Q shooting in Colorado Springs on Sunday morning, November 20th, 2022. Daniel Aston, Kelly Loving, Ashley Powell, Derek Wayne Rump, and Raymond Green Vance. May you all rest in peace. Welcome to Deep Space Bride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike, and this week we are going to be talking about two episodes of Star Trek Prodigy, catching up on a few news bits, and catching up on our lives a little bit as we roll into the holiday season 2022. Thanks for joining us. Johnson, how's it going? Hey, Mike, I'm good. How's your week going? Uh, not bad for a Monday. We're recording early because it's Thanksgiving week here in the U.S. Yeah! Oh, my word. That, that was a lot of energy. Canada. That was a lot of energy for Thanksgiving. I mean, it's my favorite holiday. So Really? Yes, it is. Do tell. Why, why, Christmas is my favorite holiday. Why okay, is Thanksgiving so- your favorite holiday? Because Thanksgiving is, in terms of timing, it's great. Because it's also the prelude to more holidays. So there's more to look forward to after Thanksgiving. And then Thanksgiving itself, it's also very much about food and gathering. And I love that. I feel Christmas and the holidays, it's like, depending upon who you're talking to and the friends you're with, like, it can... You know, there are very different celebrations, but Thanksgiving, everyone's on the same page. It's like getting together and eating, right? Um, and it's always the same. Like, there's something very consistent about it versus the holidays and Christmas, again, based on who you're talking to. Are there gifts involved? Is there food involved? Are there games involved? And sometimes you got to, like, figure it out a little bit. And then Christmas is also, oh, my God, the year is almost, the year is almost over. Oh, my God, it's almost New Year's. Like, you know, then it's like ending. It's like at the end of the holiday season and it's all over, you know. So that's what I like about Thanksgiving. It's both the holiday itself, but then the lead up to more anticipation that there's more to come. Okay, fair enough. All right. Well, then your yeah. your enthusiasm is noted and appreciated for mm. for such great thoughtfulness around the holidays. Yeah, yeah. No, I like Christmas too. It's just like you're like, oh, New Year's is right around the corner, and then after New Year's, it's like everything's like it's a dead of winter, and there's nothing else to look forward to. So, I mean, your birthday is right after New Year's. That's something to look forward to. Uh, I hate the timing of my birthday. It's just like it's like after all people have been celebrating holidays for like a month and a half, and then it's like, all right, gotta deal with this shit. Gotta do go to this fucker's birthday party. You know, 
<laughs> so, so yeah, usually that's how it is. And then this year, it's like on a Tuesday. It's like, thanks for nothing, bitch, you know? Fair enough. Well, maybe maybe we can actually celebrate your birthday this year. Because last year, right. there was a, the COVID wave again. In right, it was the, the Omicron spike. Yeah. Yes. So yes. we so. there was a cancellation of your big birthday gathering correct and uh yeah so no i'm you know i don't know for me the holidays and i'm trying so dennis and i went to dinner last night and i'm trying to talk this out and think this out and get more rational about this but uh the holidays stress me out right you're sharing that and i was like i don't understand well of course yes um because it's an emotional thing and you know um, yeah, I was like, does not compute. Yes, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, no, it's just, you know, it's a lot with family pressures and... What's the pressure you know, of family? Well, just to go, you know, to go and to get there and, you know, and, and this year I'm not going mm-hmm. anywhere, uh, mainly because Dennis has to work on both sides of Thanksgiving this year. So, right. Um but you know it's making that decision to stay and you know and to tell people that i'm not coming to thanksgiving and yeah but then you make it later whatever what's that you just make it up later with like christmas or something right yeah yeah i mean we're definitely gonna go for christmas uh so that's good yeah it's just i don't know i get stressed out partly also because of gift giving i think that that's you know, I, oh, I think I focused, I focused too much on finding the right gift for the person and put a lot oh, of, okay. yeah. Just but give them money. Anyway. Give them a gift card. I mean, that's the easy way out. And my niece and nephews are growing up. So it's probably the easier of the options to do so. But I'm sure they would appreciate money from uncle. Like, you know. Sure. Yeah. Like, probably I'll, true. I'll, I'll, I'll be thrilled. But you know, you know, when when you get money, I my whole feeling about giving and getting money is that you kind of forget that you like it's not that you forget that you've got the the money, it's that once you spend it, you don't, you know, necessarily know, oh, like so and so gave me the money for this gift. So there isn't an, a, necessarily a direct appreciation for it. Um, People give me stuff and I forget who gave me this like a couple years later. I'm like, I don't remember who gave me this. So. Well, I'm not talking a couple years later. I'm talking like in the moment, in the season, in the, you know. But anyway. The, the sentiment of correlation and association with uncle. Yes. Basically. Yes. There we go. But anyway, I'm trying to get control of my emotions and. Yeah, bitch, wrangle them in, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just telling you modulate that emotion chip <laughs> thank you thank you yeah. as you say it with in, such great enthusiasm and support and care thank mm. you so so yes. much of course um, of course i'm here for you. you you are the most sensitive of friends let me tell you the most. i am well i'm the kind of guy that i'm just gonna like tell you straight you know you can't let your emotions dominate you sure so. Well, anyway, I mean, you are Mr. Data and uh, without yes. the emotion chip for the most part. So you're very lucky. 
you know, as Picard would say to Data, I there are times when I envy you, Mister Data. Mm. So yeah. Anyway, so we're going into the holidays, and uh, we're also here to you know catch up on what's going on in the news and in Star Trek news, and also what's going on in our lives a little bit. Right. And it's hard with Star Trek news because now we're now we are recording bi-weekly. I'm like, there's news, but it might be two weeks old. I don't really know what's been happening. Well, I think the big news, obviously, which is pretty recent, is that Mission Mission, Mission Seattle. Seattle is canceled. Um, so uh, that was an interesting development. Any thoughts on that announcement? I mean, I mean, I don't know. So, you know, I don't know much about Repomp because I've never really been, other than the one Comic-Con we've been to, which seems they have that down. I wasn't particularly impressed with Mission Chicago. I mean, you and I both talked about it at length leading up to the event and we were yes. like, why is it so haphazard? And, you know, and we kind of gave them some slack because apparently there were some folks that left that caused a little bit of disruption in the planning and that happens, but they didn't, they didn't like have anything, like barely any infrastructure leading up to the event, like months and months leading up to the event, even if there were quitters, like they just, there wasn't anything, there was, there was nothing there. And then, it was, I feel it was like basically thrown together at the end. And it was fine. You know, it was once we went and we were there, it was fine. But people, you know, we weren't the only ones complaining about it. So I don't know if this is really the result of Repop dropping the ball or Paramount being like, you guys suck. Or is it Paramount sucking? I have no, I, I don't know who the faulty party is, you know. Yeah, like, I agree. You know, and we weren't even going to go. We were, You and I weren't even going to go. Like, you had, like, a potential wedding, and then I was just like, well, if you're not going, I'm not going. And Seattle's right. so far. Well, and now I have more than that. I have, like, a potential marathon and birthday celebration. So, right, right near there. So, sure. um, mm-hmm. although it is on that side of the country, but... My plans but uh our potential plans so yeah no I, I i agree you know i give i give well one i've been to many comic cons new york comic cons read pop from my perspective runs a, a really good com comic con right you know? but, maybe, but maybe mission chicago or mission star trek or whatever is like the the C team, you know what I mean? Like, if it's a C team that repop, meanwhile, Comic Con is an A team. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be interesting if they did it like that, like broke it down like that. But um, yeah, so I'm 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 surprised, and I think you know, repop's going to take a lot of you know might take a lot of heat for this. But I, you know, I think that there's still the question of what is Paramount like in being a co-sponsor for such an event and how supportive are they? Um, So I was, you know, I was, I was shocked, not shocked, disappointed, not disappointed. Obviously Uh, we weren't planning on going. Um, It was surprising. It was definitely, you know, it, it came out of left field. 
Yeah, it and they had they had announced it already and everything, and kind of made a big deal of it at Chicago anyway. Yeah, so. they announced it 14, 15 months ahead of time, right? Um, right, or maybe you know, fourteen months or thirteen months anyway, whatever it was. So no, it was definitely a surprising, and we can only guess as to why. Yeah, that happened. We can. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever really know the answer, and I think we just have to, you know. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's like everyone's like under NDA or something. So. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, So. But it's just another. You know, we talked about this. It's another like marketing mishap with Paramount. Like, I don't know whose fault it is, but it's just another feather in their cap. You know, when it comes to (laughs) not doing the franchise justice you know and the list is long and this is just another it's just another example i don't know yeah i think yeah you have to i guess to some extent take a take it with a grain of salt and just accept it as kind of sop standard operating procedure for things of a marketing nature from right from, that involve paramount so right Um, so yeah, so we just kind of move on and, uh, but you know, that was the big news of the week. Um, we really have no other start major Star Trek news. Uh, the only other thing that I wanted to bring up briefly is that, and I can't remember if it came out last week or if it's coming out this week, um, or it's coming, you know, it's coming out soon is a new Star Trek number one comic starring Captain Benjamin Sisko who's coming back from from post season 7 DS9. So um I've not read it, I've not picked it up. I haven't seen it yet, but I do know that that is mm-hmm. coming or is just out there and um so that might be worth picking up and taking a look at and seeing what they're doing with that character. Um but that's really the only other news that that I can think of. Um, but I thought really quickly, since we are... Wait, I had one a... other thing. Oh, I had you one did? one other oh. thing. Oh. Oh, Discovery wrapped. Oh, Discovery that's right. Yes, wrapped. yes. Wilson yes. Cruz posted uh, yesterday or the day before. Sunday, maybe it was yeah. yesterday. He was like, are you ready? You're not ready. I was like, I don't even want it. So whatever. I should have responded, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not ready and I don't want it. So there we are. Um, but yes, they did wrap production primary, you know, principal photography or whatever it was. So now they're going to go into post. Yes. Five months of recording or, uh, is it recording a taping? I don't know. What, what do you call it? Principal photography. Principal photography, yes, is finished. Mm. So, uh, so Wilson is coming back to New York City. Maybe we'll run into him on the streets of New Maybe. York City and say hi. Maybe. Um, so yeah, uh, and I'll also articulate my lack of enthusiasm for his friend for his show. <laughs> no, there we are. Do, no, you do not. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why? Well, I mean, what happens if he wants to? We want him to come on this show, don't we? That's like, true. I gotta, I gotta fake it till I make it, man. Oh Whatever. my word! I, I mean, you know, Discovery I'm, I'm has faking. had some good parts to it. It may not be the the. Yes, there are good parts to all Star Trek. It's just not your favorite. Of course. No, it's it's fourth in place of the new ones. 
<laughs> fourth fourth or fifth. I don't try to figure out which, which one's worse, Picard or Discovery. Oh wow, mm. that's a, that's a that's a tight race to you are to, to you are tough, for me. You you are a tough critic. Uh, but suppose. yes, you know this about me though. I do know this about you. So yeah. this is not a surprise. Um, what else is uh, what else is going on? We are making plans to be on Trexperts quiz show. <laughs> right. Yeah, we talked about that last time, right? Uh, so we are finalizing our date re- for recording. I am extremely nervous about this. I feel like I need to do an emergency rewatch of something. I don't know what. Um, <laughs> what? That makes no sense. It's like the the... The category is gonna, even if it's like a very specific category, it's still very broad. Like it's not just it's not right. just from one episode. No, no, of course not. No, I mean, a, you know, a, a rewatch of an entire series or something. I don't <laughs> oh my know. god! Oh my god! Like panic watching. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm a little, a little panicked, and it's funny because Davey listens to our podcast, and uh, yes, I, you know, I. Possibly will be panic viewing or like late at night scrolling through memory alpha, memorizing details or reminding myself of details. I don't know. All right. Well, I don't, Um, I'm not, I don't really feel anything about it. I just don't, you know, I don't think we're going to do well, but I don't really feel anything. No. Um, Which I guess is again, standard operating procedure, but yeah, no, it's, it's, the questions are hard. Like I listened to the most recent one, which is about the Klingons. I got, I, I knew like none of them. I knew like some of them, but I'm like, uh, I don't know any Klingon names, like other than Blana Torres, Maratok, and Worf. Like it's like you know my, they're all so random. Like the, you know because he was asking questions about. Who is so on, so on, so forth? I'm like, bitch. Oh yeah, no, like, uh, what is memes? The, like, what is the sash that that Worf wears called? I mean, and I no idea, and no um, idea. And then he said the answer, and I was like, I still don't. It doesn't ring any yeah. bells. Uh, I I would have called it the Warrior's sash. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like makeup um, answers. Yeah, makeup answers. So yes, uh, hopefully my creativity will be spawned when we record this and uh we'll at least have some we'll have fun doing it i know that but um yes i don't I okay don't but we have to bring okay but we have to bring like the gay into it for sure <laughs> okay. like that's critical oh, we have to we have to bring and the extra any any answers we come up with that are made <laughs> up need to be as gay as possible okay like all right that's the prerequisite going into this all right. So. Okay. So yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to prepare a little bit or do some, do something. I I feel wholly unprepared for this day drinking. I mean, it's hard you know, to prepare. The, you're gonna what? Read the Star Trek Encyclopedia? Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. No, I had no idea. No, I no, I I doubt doubt that very much. No. So it's hard to prepare. It's like. And I'm yeah. not, you think I'm good at trivia. I'm, I'm really bad at trivia. I'm really not good at if you put me on the spot. Like, I'll remember, like, random shit. But if you put me on the spot with a question, I'm actually very poor at just instantaneous recall. I'm not good at that. 
Yeah. So I'm good at like making connections in my head, like when we're talking conversationally, and I'll be like, "Oh, this reminds me of this," you know, it's very random. But if you literally just put a gun to my head and ask me a question, I'll be like, "Just kill me now," because <laughs> just this, kill- so. okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like you're much more. You have these details at the tip of your tongue pretty easily, or more easily. You're 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 what I would you call surprise yourself. So. I, I yeah, could I could saying. surprise myself. You are right. Um, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But um, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we'll see. But you know, it's a it's a great podcast to listen to because it's just so much fun to play along and realize that oh, after like, 800, I'm a dummy. I'm a, yeah, I'm, I'm a complete was, fucking idiot. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, but yeah. there was that one time it was like DS9 oriented. And yeah, it was so it was, good. It was season, season two. Season, yeah, two. season two. Yeah. They knew almost everything. And yeah. I was like, I was very shocked. Shocked and awed. All this to say that we will be not invited back for the tournament tournament of champions that I'm no. sure he will have no. eventually. No, um, absolutely not. But Absolutely. uh I am There's like looking... no way. There's no yeah. way. No. So oh uh, uh it's very <laughs> yes. It's gonna be very interesting um to yeah. do this. So yes, we're gonna feel like complete idiots and assholes, and it'll be great because I plan on drinking and then I just received a party invite for that's happening right after the recording. So um, oh. <laughs> so it'll be great like a, ho- like a holiday party like yeah like a party? holiday oh it's called a winter soiree um, oh wait so yes who's hosting it what's happening oh it's my friend david uh who has had many parties he's he's uh yeah so uh-huh. are you gonna dress yeah. up god no what are you talking about dress up like, All right, what? it's a soiree. I'm kind of like, oh, that's kind of fancy. Oh, well, I mean, it's like, it's very specific. So the, the time is 8.30 to 10.55, at which point that phase one of the party ends. And then they we're supposed to go out to a bar at Hell's Kitchen, which I don't know if I'll do that part. But um, okay. But anyway, uh, yes. So it is a two-phase party, but... Um, but it starts at eight thirty, so and we're I think well we're potentially on tap for two hours of recording Trexpert. So we'll see what happens. But I plan on drinking for this game because that's the only way that maybe it'll maybe the alcohol will jog my memory somehow and Oh, I can give you an edible if that's gonna help you. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> no. That will not help. Um, me. So, um, so most, for one most... of my friends' givings, yeah. So for for the Saturday friends' giving, I was I went around giving everyone. I was, do you want edible? Do you want edible? Oh my word! <laughs> yeah, and three quarters of the group took one, and by the end, I mean people were relaxed, but one one of them was like very giggly because he had two. Uh-huh. He was like, he was very giggly. It was funny. Did you get this from one of the new local edible stores in New York City? No, I uh, I got this from Denver, actually. Oh, oh. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Well, they've been doing that for quite a while, so these are probably high-quality right. edibles. Cor- so. Yes, no, they're good. They're good. Yeah. Uh, excellent, excellent. 
Yes. So. Well, all right, cool. Um, I do want to take a, a serious moment here because I think it's, um, I mean, this is a gay Star Trek podcast and, um, you know, uh, yesterday or, sa- uh, not yesterday. Well, sort of yesterday, Saturday night, Saturday, Saturday night, um, in Colorado Springs, there was uh, another shooting at a LGBTQ club called club Q and, uh, five members of our community were killed. And last I saw 25 people were injured. And, um, wow, that just gave me shivers just saying that out loud. I've read stuff and I have not really talked too much about this. So, mm-hmm. right, um, right. but it definitely gives me vibes of obviously of the Pulse nightclub shooting back in right, 2015. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think it really, it really pisses me off. Um, for a lot of reasons, I mean this this mm-hmm. bullshit about uh, what is it? Prayers, thoughts, and prayers. Like this this is where I get really pissed off. You know, all of that. You know, go fuck yourself. Really, I mean, honestly, like anybody who says that, go fuck yourself. And the people who are stoking this kind of sentiment are are saying that. And double go fuck yourself to them. But I, you know, it's. Um, it's really, it's really, really sad that we live in a world mm-hmm. where someone feels like the, the need to take another's life because they're different because, you know, it's just, and there's a lot of political connections to the, to the shooter and to the killer, to the murderer. Um, oh, I didn't even like read up on him. Yeah. Um, there's some definite connection political connections uh Mm. but more importantly i think i just saw and i didn't read the whole article yet but um there is this uh army major i believe or or someone from yeah he was the one he was a major he was there with yeah who was there with his family his wife and kids yeah yeah watching a drag show and um who went right into action and saved a number of of people's lives, obviously. Um, right. And, you know, it takes, takes more people like that in this world to really step up and put their life on, on the line, which he has innumerable times. I think he's been on four tours of duty in various Middle East countries during mm-hmm. uh, the last 20 years. So, um, really want to give him a shout out. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, it's really, yeah, it just really pisses me off. Um, and I feel sad and just, I feel, yeah, I feel horrible for those families. And um, there's a GoFundMe page. Uh, we'll try to find that mm-hmm. and put that into our show notes. Um, there is the Trevor Project, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, and glad is also another great organization to support, but these are, these are the places and the things that we need to do as a community to continue to support ourselves, one another and, and make this world a safer place. So, 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I just want to really honor those five people. We don't even know their names yet. Um, and uh, wish all of the people who were hurt during this incident a very speedy recovery and um, our love and support from Deep Space Pride goes out to you and um, yeah but I thought we should take a moment and recognize that that's the, mm-hmm. the world we live in and that we have a long way to go in order to reach um, reach that utopia that Star Trek yeah um, espouses it's not happening so. man I don't think it's happening so just <laughs> I mean, I'm not confident either that it's going to happen, but I'm, I'm very uh, low confidence. Very low confidence. It's a, it's a something yeah. to strive for, and we need to continually sh- to strive for that. But um, yeah, my heart goes out to all those people who are affected by yeah, this. For and, sure. Yeah, um, I'll definitely be donating to the GoFundMe page, and we will find it and put it in into our show notes this week. So if you have, if you want to support people who are in need then please support that gofundme page john billingsley phil flocks hollywood food coalition here guess what trek talks too it's happening you asked for it you got it january 14 eight hours of premium star trek entertainment amazing guests mad capery insightful social commentary musical interludes Support HoFoCo. Check us out at HoFoCo.org, helping people in need for almost 40 years. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the 14th of January at TrekTalks.net. Live long and mark your calendars. Again, TrekTalks.net. Let's switch gears to Prodigy and the lesson of the week. We're going to talk about two episodes this week. All the Worlds, A Stage, and Crossroads, which Crossroads sort of feels like a mid-season finale, almost. And Wasn't um, that also the name of the movie that Britney was in? Crossroads? Oh, yeah, it was. Wasn't it? It was, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I never saw it, so I mean, I I adore Britney, but um, I never watched Crossroads. I'm sorry, Britney. (laughs) i don't think i ever watched the movie either um but yes i'm a fan of britney as well um yes so this week's lesson from kate mulgrew who plays Catherine janeway is um she doesn't need an introduction mike she introduces herself on every video, but it's like, hi, I'm Kate Mulgrew. And I'm like, we know, <laughs> bitch, who you are. Okay, I agree. Yes, I mean, you know, maybe it's that moment, maybe it's that moment when she says that we should just like bow down and be like, yes, you're, you're Catherine Janeway. Yes, you're the queen. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, you're our great, you're our grandmother. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, she does seem very grandmotherly. She does. And, you know, yeah. I, I have really, I think that, you know, I, Voyager is not my favorite show, obviously. But, yes, we know this um, <laughs> But she was, you know, she was the first female captain. And, right. um, you know, which it, she's an inspiration to a generation or more of young women. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the kudos to her, but I've really come to appreciate her in prodigy and 
when we saw her in Mission Chicago, she Mm -hmm. just blew me away. We saw two panels with her. One was on Prodigy and one was on her book um, talking about her life. She's uh, fantastic. Yeah, she's just amazing. So she can announce herself all she wants, Johnson, and we will be here. (laughs) I was like, I know Um, who you are. Anyway. But she, you know, she does it so seriously on these Instagram videos. And I don't know where else they post these, but... Um, she does it so seriously and so formally. It's really like, serious. Like, hi. Um, yes, yeah, so, you know, I want her to, like, but it comes off very, like, maternal, grandmother, grand maternal almost. Like, hi, She's I'm like, your Hello, grandma. I'm Kate Mulgrew, and I <laughs> yes. play Catherine Janeway from Star Trek Prodigy. That's how Which I, I think she does, you know, when she ta- when she gets on stage, I think she does that. But when she's doing these videos, she's very like she's very just like straight face, straight yeah. face, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but we love her, um, of course, of course, we lo- we love her. Uh, but this week's question or thought, lesson, thought, whatever we want to talk uh-huh. about, what however we want to, is not letting the fear of failure prevent us from attaining our goals. Mm-hmm. And so this week we're going to share a little bit about that from each of us. Mm-hmm. And Johnson, you're so good about this, and you're the one who Am started I? this. So sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot and uh, ask you to share when you have either allowed or not allowed fear of failure front to stop you from attaining one of your goals. Yeah, no, I was thinking about this, and I'm going to go back to college, because it was just like, uh, and the, the I was thinking about this, and I was like, shoot, should so I use college time again as an example, but it was a very, for many of us, a very formative time, so it's fine. Next time we share, I'll try to pick a different era of my life, but for this particular question, I think back to my college days from a more educational perspective and for those that don't know i majored in biology um i do not work in the biomedical field i work in advertising marketing (laughs) oh nothing scientific about the work you do yeah um but you know i would say halfway through college like i would say beginning of junior year i kind of got the idea that i that biology in general, whether it's like medicine or research or academia, none of those fields were attractive to me. And I really want nothing to do with it. And this is an example of how the fear of failure really dictated my course because I decided to stick with uh, biology. I decided to stick with biology. Because in my mind, I had a very specific idea of what success was. Success was graduating within four years, getting a job after college, and having a very specific course afterwards. And I wasn't ready at that point to be like, oh, I'm going to like change things up and go after something else. Um, even though I, at that point I knew that it wasn't, you know, the, the major that I, that I selected was not for me. And 
I don't know if I would go back and change it. I did think I did, you know, I felt like I, I think I stuck with that course out of fear because again, it was a fear of failing where failing was not sticking with that very specific idea of success. Um, and not deviating from that. And I think, I think I've changed over the years. I'm much more, I wouldn't say I'm like a huge risk taker, but I'm also not like, you know, I, I'm not particularly risk adverse, like, you know, as I used to be. I used to be much more risk averse. And I think that the, you know, it, it put certain tracks on my life, you know, you know, like that fear of failure or having a certain idea of avoiding, you know, avoiding failure or having a very narrow idea of what success is. Um, I think put very, it's a very specific guard posts into how I approached academia or my life and how I did work and things like that. Um, and it was restricting, you know, after I, I looked where, if I was to look back, I'm like, yes, it was very, a, a restricting way of living and way of thinking. Um, and I worked it out. You know, I, I, decided even though I graduated with a bio degree I'm like I'm not going to pursue that I'm going to do something else ultimately I was able to, I was able to turn that around into something different that I um I felt ultimately do, does resonate more with who I am and personality and such but yeah it you know you never really quite know where life is going to take you and to what Vice Admiral Jane was saying you know the fear the fear of failure has Kill many dreams. I don't know if I had like very specific dreams at that point in my life, like other than getting a job because I was very, very goal oriented. So at the point, it's like get a job. You know, I don't know if it's like a dream, but it was kind of like a goal. And yeah, I, I think yeah, I it, this is a poorly. I think I feel this is a slightly poorly formulated story, but I do think that that was um, that was a that's a specific example where the fear of failure put very specific, you know, put my, put my life in a very specific direction. And I think that if I was to have approached it, approached my idea of failure or success in a much more innovative in different way, then I would have been able to maybe find myself a little bit sooner. So yeah, that's wow. my story. Okay. Hopefully, right. hopefully that was somewhat coherent. I, I was kind of like making it up as going as I was going along, but Hopefully, yeah. No, I, I, you know, I think the 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 last point that you just made about, um, you know, how sometimes things impede finding out who we really are, I think that that hit home for me. Um, oh, so uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Great thank you for sharing. Um, of course, you're welcome. For what's me, story, uh, what's that? What's your story? For me, I think. Uh, I'm going to pick a little bit more recent one in the last five years. One of the things that I have uh, picked up and done is, uh, mm. is running. But I distinctly remember some, some uh, markers, some, some points in this, in that journey where, um, where I, uh, was concerned. I mean, or also that I hit a goal. Like I, I remember r running my first mile or and, and second mile on a treadmill at the gym. 
So, which was a big deal because I didn't think I was a runner. I didn't think I was made for running. I didn't think that I could do running. Um, when I would be anywhere, if I saw people running, especially, and, and I'm not a crazy, crazy runner, so I won't run in the rain necessarily, but I've seen people running and I'm like, that is dedication. That is like, I, I want to be that crazy, but I'm not quite that crazy. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so yeah, so I, I think that for me, the fear of failure was always like not being able to run, but also mm-hmm. like I, I set some real specific goals up in order to give myself some confidence in, mm-hmm. in doing this. So after running that, uh, after being able to run more on a treadmill, I actually, and this is right before, like, that all happened right before I met Dennis. And then I met Dennis and Dennis was doing the Ironman, which uh, his last Ironman um, or half iron, I believe. Yeah, it was a half iron. Um, but he did, he was doing that. He was training for that. And that was really inspiring. So then that made me sign up for a 5K and then a also a 10K. So... Um, so I did the 5k and it was like, not really, it was like a, like, it wasn't like a race race. It was a race, but like, it wasn't really like a, like a, you know, it was along the the riverfront and you had, you know, it wasn't like places were cordoned off or whatever, like sort of like a marathon or half marathon is, um, sure. Yeah. So, uh, so I did my first 5k and did it and felt really accomplished. And then a month later, I had, I think I had set these goals back to back. I was like, if I can do a 5k and a 10k within like a month of each other, I'll, I'll Mm -hmm. feel pretty good. And, Mm -hmm. uh, a month later I did my first 10k, um, which also felt really amazing to be able to accomplish that and cross the finish line for that. That was the, the haunted Island race, uh, back in 2020 <laughs> or 2019, 2019. Haunted no, Island. It wasn't it. Yeah, it was on, uh, I believe it was on Roosevelt Island. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and I had to get up really early. I waited in this long line, took a, took a ferry over to the island. It was where it was sort it's, it's an island where they used to house, I believe people coming into this country. It was sort of like a backup to like, um, to Ellis Island. Liberty Island. <laughs> Ellis Island. Thank you. Ellis Island. So, you know, there are a lot of abandoned places that, you know parts of this it's it's a national park or it's a state park or something like that but anyway so i did did complete my 10k and um i think it came home that night and that's when i decided to sign up for a half marathon Mm. so uh four months later i signed up uh, dennis and i both signed because he was very supportive and helpful um he he we signed up for a half marathon and uh yeah but all this time like you know i i think i was afraid of and i don't remember at what point i i decided i i came up with this this mantra that i am a runner which i never identified myself as a runner and so Mm -hmm. um 
But all this time, there was this fear of not being able to do it. And even though training for it and preparing for it, there's still this, you know, this little bit of fear that mm-hmm. I can't achieve this goal. So, um, yeah, but I didn't let my fear of failure stop me. Now, for, fast forward to today, I did a, we did a 10, we did another half marathon a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. which was a slightly painful for me. Um, I, I had some, I can't remember if it was knee or ankle or leg, just pains that really slowed yeah. me down. Now I, I didn't do right. horrible on time, but, um, so that was my last race a year ago and then things kind of mm-hmm. shut down and life kind of took over in a lot of ways. And so I'm just starting to get back on the treadmill and start running again with the plan to run a marathon next June. So Mm -hmm. um, I would say that the fear of failure of not being able to achieve that is um, is slightly higher right now. So. um, But I'm trying not to let it stop me from. Mm-hmm. achieving this mm-hmm. dream which is to run a marathon before my next birthday so yeah so there, yes. there we go um yeah you'll so be thanks. fine you have plenty of time to train uh it's seven months. months seven months yeah it's seven months away so yeah, yeah. plenty of time plenty of time yes um but i need to get get stepping on it i need to get it get it into care so no oh my yeah. god I can't imagine. and here we are in you know freezing cold weather now already and it's i know oh my god but you have a treadmill we do yes and so i've been running on i've started <laughs> running on that again yeah oh okay so, good, good yeah so yeah. Uh, yeah so that's my story well uh speaking of prodigy and Catherine janeway why don't we get into our kind of thoughts about the latest two episodes of prodigy the first one being all the world's a stage and then we'll get into crossroads in a little bit i actually i did like this episode i do think that the writers did have a lot of fun with it um because it's it's so much throwback it's all the Easter eggs and references. And I thought that it was very clever, like just overall. And yeah, I just really enjoy the setup because you go in and you're like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) You're like, what is happening? And then they slowly reveal that they literally have modeled their society on the ideals, the ideals of Starfleet and the Federation just from Instant Garavik, who I don't know because I never watched the Muni Syndrome. Wait, is it from the Muni Syndrome that he was in? Um, oh, or is it or is it Operation Annihilate? Sorry, no, that's that's the wrong one. Operation Annihilate <laughs> is like the throwing the parasites yeah. flying around. Yeah, no, but this is yeah, with the this is with the blood sucking cloud, right? I don't know TOS. Like, what's the what's the name of the episode? Yeah. Well, all right. So hold on. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Um, uh, but that's like you... the one the one episode that we had Ensign Garavik in, right? He was yes. only in one episode of TLS. It was, uh, it was I, I believe, and I'm going to double check it as you kind of talk some more, but 
Uh, because I did go back and watch it. I did go back and watch it. Okay. Yes. So we had uh, we had a number of shuttlecraft Galileos, as we as we know that we know. Yes. So this was one of the ones that went missing, apparently that just disappeared. (laughs) Like, which is not related. Which is not necessarily related to the episode that I watched. But no, uh, it's not. It's basically. It's basically a little bit of retcon. Like they they kind of went back and kind of like inserted some additional mythology, right? But yeah, I kind of wish it connected directly to an unanswered question in an episode because that's why I thought it was. But then when I read more about it, I was like, oh, they kind of just you know drew up some of their own narrative to kind of create the foundation for the story. So the so. the episode that they refer to is actually obsession. So obsession, there yes. we go. So this is the episode that you know Star Trek.com referred to, you know, or you know, a, a lot of the stuff yes. that I get is through yes. their they they have various channels on Instagram, so I don't know which one it came up, but they they're constantly right. putting up these episodes to go back and watch, right? So that are usually referential to whatever episode is on TV, whether it be Lower Decks or Picard or, you know, whatever. In this case, Prodigy. And so it was Obsession from um, season season two. uh, It's episode 13. And it actually has to do with Kirk and Kirk's original, you know, his, his... his was first captain was or something. Yes, yes. His first captain was Captain Garavik from the Farragut, and his Captain, Gar- captain Garavik from the Farragut. Yes, yes. That was his first captain, and he's obsessed with kind of solving this problem, this this thing from his past. But what's mm-hmm. what's kind of the clincher is Ensign Garavik is on. Mm-hmm on the enterprise and he's right. actually the son of the captain right who he lost right. is he who he lost uh you know kirk is one of the few survivors of on the farragut from this incident with this cloud based cloud blood-sucking blood-sucking vampire yes yeah cloud vampire. So, vampire cloud so when I was watching it, I was like, what is the, you know, where's the Galileo? How is this connected to, to right. Prodigy? Right. And, you know, you were telling me that it was not really directly. It's not. It's um, so it's, in, you know, so yeah, anyway. Um, right. So I don't really get how Ensign Garavik ended up on this world or, you know, how a Galileo ended up on this world. Um Right. You know, maybe someone can write in to us and tell us the secret to how this is all referred to. But anyway, uh, so this society yeah, it creates a bit itself. Of yeah, yeah. I mean, the society it's creates fine. itself around the ideals of the Federation that they apparently have met from Ensign. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I liked all the little mispronunciations that was really fun and then like the, so, you know, everything's a little bit wrong everything's just a little yeah. bit off like the Vulcan yes. hand salutes off yeah you know it's it, all the all the insignias are a little bit wrong like things like that it was yeah it's very clever i like that yeah it it's was, like yeah it it's was. like basically if you 
played a game of telephone and <laughs> you yes. were to try to extract extrapolate like all this information what do you end up with 200 years later that's basically what happened and they you know this society sort of makes up a, a theater of these experiences like a play that, yes yeah that um yeah that they've been told about apparently about the you yeah. know the enterprise or enterprising or something like that. I forget how they exactly yeah. refer Again, to it. It's like word of, word of the fallacy of word of mouth and enterprisians as they are. Um, um, yeah. I mean, the, colony yes, I, I agree, new they have, they have and, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, the colony is called new and a prize prize. Oh, and, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. So, um, but obviously, you know, the, the, the whole idea is that Garavik gets stranded on this planet, his mm. shuttle crashes, and we learn that the shuttle Dies is actually his injuries, the cause. I guess. That's from his injuries. And then, yes, the shuttlecraft leaking plasma is the cause yes. of the poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's it's a really cute episode, uh, and you know the the prodigy crew wants to help people in order to build up their reputation as um, as, as uh, potential good people, people. Yeah, yeah, as good people potential. who can who can um, who can join Starfleet. So yes, right. It's funny because the last episode we talked about. I don't know if you recall, but. You remember how I was like, obsessing over like very technical stuff or something? I was talking about how, oh, like they're going from the Alpha Quadrant to the Delta Quadrant. How are they getting so fast? Like out, you know, like very. And then I think you were like, oh, but for kids, it's not really gonna matter yeah. or whatever. But this one is very like, if you don't know anything about a lot of the references, a lot. I feel. Obviously, you still get something out of it, but there's a lot kind of lost on you. Like, because I was like, who's Edson Garavik? I was like, I need to know. Like, you know, I feel yeah. there's like, there's still there's still definitely life lessons and things like that, sure. And I think a kid can still kind of get it. Kids are smart nowadays. So I'm like, I feel they can like kind of get it. But, but I I'm feel like, like this was like, this whole society was created by a bunch of young kids who like saw a couple episodes of TOS and maybe, like yeah. built up built up this world in their minds like yeah 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 maybe they got a vhs tape oh of a few episodes of the original series and that's all they got and they had to build oh, I like the, one, the, the ones the one scene where they're like play fighting and do you remember they're like doing like the old like tos fighting moves do you know what I'm talking about uh, like, was, like walking through this they're walking through the habitat or whatever it is, and they see just people kind of like, you know, either oh, they're practicing like, these fighting moves, right? They're practicing. Right, yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was like totally from like a TOS episode. Like, literally, if you watch like a TOS episode, that's the choreography, the fighting choreography back then. And they yeah. were just, it was, they were like straight up just like emulating it. It was just really Yeah, funny. yeah. No, I mean it's you know it's this is a this is a kind of like a one-off story, right? This, this is, is one like of a, those more. 
this and like Kobayashi Maru are very like more referential and Easter eggy. Um, yeah. Where if you're not a fan, you get it. But if you are a fan, it's like, oh my God, you know, kind of geek out. You know, there's a lot more to kind of fawn over. So, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. It is one of those episodes where, and I do think Prodigy, they make, actually, the next episode also has a bit of this, but sorry, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I do think this episode, you do get a lot more out of it if you know a little bit more about like the history and such. For sure. Yeah, but then you get confused if you know too much and you're like trying to piece this all together and like sure, try sure. to figure out why the Galileo 7 is way out in this sure. part of the universe and the galaxy right, right. and all of that. So yeah, you kind of can't overthink this episode and it's just sort of a, a one-off kind of funny, um, well-written but also, I feel like the story itself overtakes like what's going on with the crew of the Protostar. Mm, yeah, a little bit. I it's mean, because sort of like I, a, other than them, yeah. them other responding. Than Dow, to- I, I think Dow had the most kind of like, because he got sick and he was freaking out a little bit. Yeah. But there wasn't much in terms of like character growth opportunity, I think, for the characters as much in this episode. No. Yeah, no, I, I, and it doesn't really advance the story. It's just sort of, you know, a one-off uh, adventure where they're trying, they're, they've decided that they need to um, do some good in the universe and try to beef up their reputation and before they kind of go back to Starfleet or figure out a way to go back to Starfleet. So, however, by the end of this episode... I don't remember the sequence of events here because I was watching this episode at the airport, so I was a little distracted. But due to the events that Dal goes through in this episode, by the end of the episode, he's like, we can't get to the Starfleet with the Pro Star, but we're going to find another way. Like, they they kind Mm of... They're resolved to kind of get to the Federation one way or another with or without the protostar by the end of this episode. So it does advance that story. It, it sets up the next episode, basically. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It does do that. Um, yeah. And I don't yeah. remember what leads down to that. Like, is it, it... I don't... Do you remember? No, I don't. I only have watched this this episode, this particular episode only once. Yeah, so. I watched it once. Um, I do not um, recall yeah. exactly. Right. I think it has something to do with being inspired by the start, you know, how even these people that have never met the Federation, they're living by Federation ideals or, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It's something that yeah. has to do with that. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'll have to go back and watch it again at some point. But, um, oh yeah, my God, there's so much to watch right now. I, I watched all the crown. Um, it was so good. Okay, let's get off on hot topic. Let's <laughs> say there's so much other TV right now. There's so much TV to watch. I saw to watch Disenchanted, like the oh, sequel to are, Enchanted. Oh my sorry. god, I these are not it. Yeah, um, but anyway, let's stick with Star Trek for Andor, now. Andor, Andor is excellent. I can't wait. Okay, let me let's bring this back to Prodigy for now. Okay. Um, All right. Sorry. Okay, so. All right, so let's talk about the latest episode, which is Crossroads. And by the time people are listening to this, they're going to hear, they will have seen the 
I don't know. Is this another mid-season finale? I don't know. I don't know. I was going to ask you that. And if you know whether or not going to be, they're going to be showing 10 episodes or if this upcoming episode is the last one for a bit, I have no idea. They haven't said. Yeah, I don't know. Um, You know, from a screener perspective. So it it, our audience reviews, we haven't got any more. So, um, and so I'm assuming that, we're going to be on a break after this week's episode, um, which is going to be an even longer break than before, right? So we we have. Well, you, you think know, we season. might not get anything? Maybe we'll get. Maybe they'll take a break and they come back in January before Picard comes back in February. Maybe, maybe that'll be it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but we're going to get a, a pretty significant like six week break here, um, mm-hmm. all through the holidays. So. We're guessing. Um, we have no idea. Yeah, we have no idea. But no there's idea. been no news. Where's the TV guide? I need my TV guide. I don't even know if the TV guide would tell you. I mean, it would just, you know, your TV guide would just tell you what's on this week, which is episode 15. And know, it doesn't, true. you know, TV guide never previewed the following week. You know, you would go and no, but pick it up. I love TV guide because it would tell, it would say like new episode or repeat. I, yes. And I would rely on that quite a bit. Oh, well, in these I'm days, we have the guide. internet to resolve, you know. I understand. It's a very different time. It's a very it different time. A very different like, time. our younger listeners, if they are any, are probably like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, are what are you talking, talking about? about? All right. Well, let's talk about the latest episode as of today, right? Is Crossroads, episode 14. And the crew goes to this planet uh with a you know with it's it felt very like wasn't rura pente because that's a prison planet and that's also the answer to one of the trexperts questions but yeah that one um, i knew uh yes actually that's the one i knew too one of the ones i knew too um but uh i'm trying to find it was deluxe prime or something it was like a travel outpost or something it was a yeah as a depot travel depot bus depot i don't know yeah it was kind of like this backwater um place that uh you know that they went to in order to basically ditch the protostar right and um and go and find a ride to the federation so Uh, you know, a, a daring, you know, in between the last episode and this one, they've, they've discovered, oh, and we haven't even talked about, uh, the diviner yet. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but, um, so I'm trying to find the name of this planet. Denaxi Depot is what it's called. Um, See? Yeah. Um, So they go Imagine there. Imagine to... that was a trivia question. It's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not going to remember that. Barely um, find it on Memory Alpha, let alone. Maybe like, you would get a know, half a point for Depot. <laughs> I don't know. Depot. <laughs> uh, oh but so they say goodbye to Janeway and yeah. uh, also we see oh. Murph in a like. Oh, yeah. In a in a um, cocoon. 
cocoon. Yes. So a cocoon. Yeah. Well, he, Murph was already not feeling well in the last episode. We didn't. Right. That. Yes. Yeah. So Murph and the crew kind of left eating. him. With, Jane Janeway was taking care of Murph or watching over Murph while the crew met with this new society. Um, so, yeah. Um, so they go to the Denaxi Depot to find a ride to a Federation and they're basically like putting their thumb out and like telling everyone there, like there's no strategy on this. Which there's is no, so... yeah, and they have they have like nothing to trade. And right. I'm like, yes, what? Like, right? Come yeah, on, there's no kind they, of preparation they, they, for this. Yeah, they should have um, like figured out like reconnaissance and been like, okay, can we at least like bring some like something to trade right. with? Yeah, I but nothing. I think that oh. is that is inherently childlike. In their approach to this, you know, like, uh, I think this this kind of shows their lack of knowledge of the universe, right? Lack of planning, lack of planning. Well, I I did freak out. Oh, sorry. I suppose. Mm. I did freak out when we saw Zindi Reptilians, which I recognized immediately. I did too. And then I was like, Zindi Reptilians! And I pointed at my TV screen. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like that. It's just like that. And it was like, wow, like this is the first time we've seen Zindi, any Zindi species since Enterprise. So it was kind of great. Yeah. I loved it. Um, Yeah. And they weren't hot, like they weren't overly hostile. They were the security for the place. They were just there. They were just doing their thing. Whatever. They were security, you know, they were security at this depot. So, um, So, yeah, so they're just going around, like, bumming, trying to bum a ride. And, of course, they run into Okana right away, which is a throwback to Next Generation, which is a nice little touch. So we have Zindi, we have Okana, we have Enterprise, and Next Generation represented here. Um, Yes, and, of course, you have uh, the crew of the Daedalus there as well. Sorry, what were you saying? The Dauntless. Oh, is it the Daedalus? It's the Daedalus is... Something else from mythology. Sorry, the Dauntless. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, we have them there as well, beaming down, which is very interesting. Like, again, I guess the universe is a small place, so yes. interesting that they're both at the same depot at the same time. I know. Um, and clearly, that, a blizzard does not affect transporters. So, of course, um, yes. at least for the Dauntless, anyway. But they so, were there. the The crew of Dauntless was there to find that the Noblin that was on the relay station. Yes, yes. Oddly enough, name? he ends up there. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe was, he was looking for travel. Maybe he was looking for like, yeah, that could make sense. Maybe he was looking for like a way back to the Federation or something like that. I don't know. His name is Barnes Frex. Yeah, um, I would. Yeah, no, see, I would not. So, a bit of bit of a storyteller making up this story. Like, you know, this relay was killed by a bunch of hooligan. You know, like right evil people and fortunately Janeway does realize in chasing them that they're kids right um but it does lead to some very interesting things so first of all just to back up a little bit we do have the diviner and he's gradually getting his memory back as he did in the Mm -hmm. last episode 
as mm-hmm, he did mm-hmm. in this episode when he eventually sees the protostar. He does give right. Ensign Essencia um, the Gwen's, uh, Gwen's name. So she runs into to Gwen um, on the planet. Uh, Jankum Pog runs into Dr. Noom, I think his name is. Um, and uh, Jankum is really excited because he's meeting another Talaxian. And then we learn that Pog me- means... Uh, like, like runt or something. Shrimp or runt, runt. Yes, runt. that runt. was so sad uh, and so mean. I was like, yeah, so it was. It seemed, I mean, it's very Tellerite, right? It's very like being mean uh, and like that's very on par with Tellerites. So not at all shocking, but um, yes. Yeah. Then you sort of get then you get the perspective now that they're kind of out and about with a bunch of other people. You get the perspective like oh jankum is actually really short and small right yeah because he's hanging uh, on kids uh, all the time yeah so you know obviously um rock is a big bracar and um and you know dal is kind of a, a tall-ish teenager as is gwen um although uh, you know gwen's age isn't exactly um clear right. but sure um so yes, and then we have Murph, and uh, obviously Zero is kind of ageless. So, um, yeah. So we learned a little bit about Pog and what that mm-hmm. means in Tellerite. So they all, you know, a bunch of them kind of run into to Starfleet. You know, Dal runs into Janeway, right. which leads to the whole fear of failure conversation that they right. have, and you know, yeah, he has the opportunity to tell her what's you know that they have the protostar and that it's got a weapon on board, and he freaks out a little bit. He freezes, but, I would say. Well, he was going to say more, and then Martin and they Frex, bring over is Frex. That Barnes Frex. They bring Barnes over Barnes Frex. Barnes Frex yeah. comes over, and he's like, "Oh, gotta go." Because that yeah, was he's, he's yeah he slinks off right fully so because you know Frax right. is telling this big tale about um, the these kids who you know destroy his relay station so um, you know um, side note but related I do feel that Kate Mulgrew did a good job differentiating the tonality uh, of Vice Admiral Janeway and Hologram Janeway. Because yes. Vice Admiral Janeway was much yeah. more like stern mm-hmm. and a little bit harder. Yeah. Versus, yes. uh, versus Hologram Janeway. I thought that she did a really good job doing that. Yeah, I did too. In fact, uh, it made me actually like Hologram Janeway a lot more. And, I know. And like, it made me dislike Vice Admiral Janeway a little bit. Um, well, because she she only knows what she knows, and she's on a mission right. to save she's her on a mission. first officer slash potential lover. I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's I mean, really the, emotionally invested here. The shipping of her and uh, Chakotay, uh, the shippers Continues. are alive yes. right now. So, yes. Yeah. In fact, that yeah. leads to a, to a confrontation later on with her first officer. So... It does. Um, which is interesting. Yes, that was yes. also very interesting, and mm-hmm. I like that too. Yeah. Um, continue. We are. So I do. I do hope that we do. I do. 
I do hope that we get a softer Vice Admiral Janeway eventually. Um, Maybe eventually. I would say, I would say eventually. Um, but yeah. I know. Um, yeah. And I do look it's forward a to it. Convers- she needs to save Chakotay. Well, yeah, I understand. Um, but we also kind of know that this story is barely half over. Like, not even half over yet. And so... There's more things to come, I'm sure. Right, um, but I feel they can only like stretch out like where is Chakotay for so long? Like I don't know. Right. Well, you know, my concern is, and that you know, I'm I feel very much like Gwyn did when she learned that her dad was on the on the Dauntless. I mm. I am not comfortable with that at all. Um, sure. You know, yeah. he is an evil genius. Mm -hmm. Um, he is our nemesis if we were to say (laughs) and he is basically turning Starfleet against our heroes the kids so who are all really excited to join Starfleet he's he's also kind of doing like because he doesn't have all his memories it's kind of inadvertent like he's only it's only yes and no I, I you know I I don't exactly trust what he's sharing and not sharing but um i don't think right now weapon... purpose. okay all right all right, right now i mean with his memory kind of uh, like like scattered somewhat i don't think he's doing it on purpose well yeah so I'm, I'm i'm interested to see what they do with him although you know i love john noble he's a great character you know a great actor mm-hmm. but i'm i really don't like the diviner and uh i'm concerned for mm. our protostar crew um sure so uh yeah. anyway so we do have that kind of uh nemesis involved in in our story here as well but you know i i i think it's very much obviously it's pitting the adults against the kids very much so like in a, in a lot of ways which i find kind of tropey um, but again, this is a kids' show, so I think that you know the adversary really is, in general, just being misunderstood by adults mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and adults thinking that mm-hmm. they know better, um, which I think mm-hmm. is you know. So I, I hope that we somehow don't just get a story based around that um, and this, but yeah, uh, but it, this is a kids' show, so I mean, it's you know meant to kind of teach these lessons and um so you know but you know i'm here for it someone should have just written janeway like a note like just a paper note being like hey here's what's here's the deal yeah 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 right yeah like all (laughs) that's true yeah just like slipped it in her pocket not for her to find or maybe her her, she like rustles in her pocket on the bridge and finds a piece of paper and, yeah. you know. There has to be, like, an old-school way of communicating that's not going to compromise them. I was thinking about this. Like, yeah. I was like, maybe, like, Morse code through, like, the through the windshields or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, like that that's interesting. Yeah, the, this is these are good ideas. I like, I like where your head's at with this. I, I did not think that they, you know. But instead, we're now, you know, a huge chase happens. They've damaged the protostar, and they have to, you know... Well, Murph Murph, Murph, Murph and Marge is from 
Oh yes, and accidentally yes. launches a torpedo like yes. as a dauntless. Yes. So, um, which Murph has been on that console before many times and has never fired a torpedo. So that whole thing happening was kind of like because I I watched it again yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before and. I watched him jump up on that and I actually forgot that because he's been on the on the displays before and I just kind of mm-hmm. so I was kind of surprised by that fact happening mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so um, so easily. But again, it's a new Murph. His body is a little bit different. So maybe that's right. also why. But we get a new Murph um, who's very cute. Um, another another- plushie to sell if they ever release the plushies that is right yes um yes exactly so i mean overall i think this is a you know really enjoyable episode i love how they get away okana helps them escape and then helps the romulan neutral zone into the romulan neutral zone yes and uh there are, which is interesting that the Dauntless, the Protostar gets by these Romulans, but the Dauntless does not. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like they could have um, given it a little more detail. Like, for example, if Okana knew the exact shield modulation frequency. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That would be able to get the Protostar across, but yep. not, you know, the Dauntless doesn't have that. Because he was like, yeah, just modulate your shields or whatever. But I feel they could have added one more line to just explain that he mm. has a code or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, he know he knew how to specifically modulate their shields right. or whatever. Like, yes, help them. Yeah, that would that would definitely make more sense. Um, right, because it's clear. It's not very clear because it's very sudden mm. that they cross the neutral zone and the Romulans appear to and face then, down the Dauntless. Yeah, and then three D directs ships show up. Oh, look at you, Diderix. Yeah. You are preparing for your, you know, I mean, okay, well, quiz. there's only so many the problem is with the Cleons and the Wymoons, they oh, there's only so many ship models. Like, yeah, there's not that many. The Diderix ships are from TNG like 25 years ago and they it's the same ships. They don't have more. I'm like at this point they should have more advanced ships. I mean, I, I guess we got the scimitar, but there should be more models. To be honest, look at you Same. dropping another ship name. There we go, the scimitar. I mean, what? And so we have the scimitar, scimitar which is—is is that the the one that the the two that are in the briar patch? What are the ships that are in the briar patch? Do you remember? Those are oh. kind of new new battle cruisers. Those were yeah, kind I of know deadly. what I'm about. I do yeah. not know. Um, those were Romulan, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yes. I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. Anyway, so yes. Um, so there's a little headbutting between the first officer and Janeway, Vice Admiral Janeway. Yeah, she's too emotionally invested in finding mm-hmm. her lover. Potential. <laughs> <We> <laughs> Potential lover. Yes, we do That's not know uh, their relationship, but no. they're obviously very no. close. Yes, yes, they're close. Yes. yes. Um, as as referenced in the very first scene of 
episode 11. So, right, right. So, yes, yeah, so she, she needs to. She needs to put her hand on somebody's chest, someone else's chest. <laughs> and she does with Jagodi all the time. Yes. Well, yeah. it was the nineties. A lot, a lot was it's a lot of touch, a lot of touching. Uh, that was long before uh, Me Too and other movements. But anyway, so not so separate but related. So yes. um, in, two, in twenty fourteen, I went to China with a friend of mine and we went to get massages, you know, just oh. like, you know, nothing great, like a regular massage, probably just regular massages. Like we've been yeah. walking a lot and uh, he and I got massages. Like we were like side by side, like um, tables and the, the masseuses, they spoke Chinese. And of course they chit chat with me cause they're like, Oh, he's American. And he knows Chinese. So I was like, Oh my God, please leave me alone. But they won't talk the whole time. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, so I get very ticklish. I get very ticklish when I get massages. Like, especially my back, you need to like, there's certain areas that are like off limits, especially if you're going to be like softly touching me. I, I like get very, very ticklish. Like you got to be okay. rough with me. If you're not rough with me, I'm like, I'm like going crazy. I'm so ticklish. So she's massaging my back and I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh my god! I'm ticklish. I'm ticklish. Like you got to be like a little bit rougher. I basically said that, and she was like, so earlier she had asked me because this is Asia. She was like, oh, do you have a girlfriend? Like I'm like, no, I didn't want to like get into the whole gay thing. It was like not worth it because yeah, you know yeah. I was like, I just I just want a massage. I don't need to get into this whole thing. Um, and <laughs> she was like, and she, they made some weird comments because it was like me and my friend, and we're just friends, but they were like. Why? Why are the two of you traveling alone? What's up with that? I'm like, oh my god, because this is after them asking me about like, oh, does do you have a girlfriend? Does he have a girlfriend? I'm like, no, no, he's gay too. Like, I didn't go into that, but I was like, it's right. not worth it. And then yeah, so I'm like ticklish. I'm like, I'm like, you know, going crazy. I'm like, yeah, I gotta be rougher. And she's like, oh man, she was like, you really need to, you know, you really need to, you know, get the touch of a woman to help you out here. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, just so it can get like more like used to being touched or something. I think this is the this is where her headspace was, yeah. and I was like, mm, I'm just not gonna say anything. I'm like, I don't need. Sorry, I don't need the touch of a woman. I'm good. Um, but so this anyway, was yes. 2014, right? You said 2014. 2014. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yes, this, this. Yes, again, this. The whole catalyst for this was us talking about Janeway touching Jane every crew member, <laughs> touching everybody. It, watch, oh, watch Voyager. We watch Voyager. It's like Chakotay. She definitely touches the most, like the chest touch. I'm like that is very intimate. But like Tom, Harry touching their backs, their shoulders, like a gentle caress, and I'm like, I don't know. Well, you know, everybody, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, word! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Apparently, I need to experience a touch of a woman. So, mm, I think you're good. I, I think you're fine. Um, but that's a anyway. great story. That is an excellent story, and that <laughs> that is uh, yes, perfect. Yeah, it's like China. Us. They all get into your business. I'm like, I just want a massage. I don't need to talk about all this. I don't. <laughs> anyway. Uh, 
All right. Any final um, thoughts yeah. on Prodigy Crossroads before we wrap it up for tonight? So Crossroads, it was also it was a cliffhanger. Like yeah, it was very it was. much cliffhanger because yeah. I I watched past the because I get commercials, so I was like I was I watched I was like wait is that it and then. I watched the next commercial break and then it just went to credits. And I was mm, like, oh, yeah. man, cliffhanger. Oh, spe- thank you for speaking of credits. I was watching the credits and I picked up on the music a little bit more than normal. The The closing credits oh. definitely has some callbacks to Voyager in it. Oh, really? Yeah, I felt like, like but, yeah. They... But the end credit music, is it, oh, it's different. It, it, it is changes. different, yeah. It is different, yeah. And it's not the preamble. So if you listen to the soundtrack... There's this huge preamble, I don't know, maybe a minute long preamble. I, I forget how long it is. Pretty significant uh-huh. preamble before the actual, like what we see on TV, the beginning of the music. Um, Which is, you know, it's it's just very orchestral. Uh, but the I, I actually don't remember listening to, or even if they have the closing credits on the soundtrack, I'll have to check. Um, but more importantly, uh, so I was just listening to it because it's it's good music, but I was definitely, and maybe it's because you know obviously there this was a Janeway heavy episode, but I picked up on some like tone like some of the the like classic Voyager like undertone of the music. I don't know. I have to. Um, Got it. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, so I thought that was uh, interesting. Um, uh-huh. Let me see what if I can find it really quickly. But um, uh, of course I can't. Um, but anyway, um, oh here it is. Okay, so let's see if they have. Uh, no, they do not have the closing credits on here. So okay, um, yeah. Well, there we so, are. Although maybe maybe I am missing. Oh, there's another version with 93 songs. So maybe I'm missing the full full version of this. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes, I am. Okay. So maybe uh, Admiral Janeway's theme. Maybe it's Admiral Janeway's theme. Anyway, I'll have to give that a listen. Uh, anyway, uh, any other thoughts before we wrap it up for tonight? No. Well, Mick, do you want to talk about our sponsor? Absolutely. So Fansets is the premier sponsor for Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. And uh, they've got some new releases. They've got the Holiday Murph pin for 2022, which is really cute. It's got Murph with a Santa cap in 2022. It's got the little hole on top that you can put a string through it and hang it on your tree so definitely go check that out. They also have added some future imperfect Lieutenant Deltas. Mm. Uh, there is a new Robin Curtis, Lieutenant Savick signed hmm. pin. Um, they also have a Doug Jones signed pin and uh, also a Star Trek Picard Europa mission logo pin, which is interesting. Um, cool. Yeah. So, plus all the Deltas and everything else uh, out there, they they do have the La Serena emblem pin. Um, Yeah. So, definitely go and check them out. They make great gifts. Uh, I gifted a pin to Johnson last year. I gave you you Boimler, I believe. Um, I think so. And did I? And a Discovery pin for your tree. 
which I wonder if it survived the annual throw out of your tree. Um, <laughs> it did. It did. Are you Question sure? mark. Maybe. Yeah, Wait. I'm pretty sure I gave it. Anyway, the, is it the Discovery Delta? No, it's not the Discovery Delta. It's the Discovery. Like it's their 2021 or maybe even their 2020 pin. But anyway, go check them uh, out. Uh, oh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm not surprised. I was like, do like, I have, do I have that? Johnson is not the uh, keeper of trinkets <laughs> that... Um, no, no. But anyway, head on over to fansets.com, put a bunch of pins in your cart, buy some gift cards if you don't know what your intended gift receiver might enjoy. There are tons of other, um, you know, other... What do I want to call them? Fandoms. There we go. Fandoms in there, including Harry Potter. Uh, what's that? Franchises. What? Franchises. Franchises. IPs. Something. I don't IPs. know. IPs. Yes. Um, yes. Head on over. Check them out. Uh, put a bunch of pins in your cart. If you put more than $30 in your cart, which is really easy to do, uh, you're going to get free shipping in the U.S. And if you use the code TrekGeeks... All one word, you're going to get 10% off your order. And we want to thank Fansets for being the sponsor, the premier sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. All right. Um, well, that does it for this week's episode. We love to hear from you. If you want to communicate with us and open a channel to us on social media, you can do that at Twitter and Instagram. I mean, Twitter, we'll see. <laughs> How much longer Twitter is around? TBD. Um, but on both yes. of those channels, you can reach us at Deep Space Pride. And you can also reach us on email at deepspacepride at gmail.com. And one of us will review your email and respond to you. That's it. And sometimes both of us will respond because you did pick up the conversation with Davey from Trexperts, which I was very proud yes. of you for doing. Good yes. job. So. I, 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 yes, I am, I am more inclined to respond on social than over email. Like sure, sure. an email that yes. I don't even remember the password to. So just in. Yeah, it's in our spreadsheet. Anyway. But anyway. All right. Well, cool. thanks everybody for joining us. We'll be back in two weeks to talk about the mid-season finale. I don't know what to call it. Episode 15. Uh, I don't know. That's okay. And any other Star Trek news uh, that happens? And uh, maybe we'll get into off-topic like Johnson tried to do in, oh in the middle of our <laughs> Prodigy review. So, I can't help it. Um, I can't help it. He was very excited about a lot of TV, which we've talked about a little bit. Yeah. We will have more, or in two weeks, we'll have more time when there's less Star Trek to talk about. But anyway, thanks everyone for joining us. We'll see you back here in two weeks. If you're in the U.S., have a happy Thanksgiving. If you're elsewhere in the world, have a great end of November, and we'll see you in December. Bye, everyone. Bye.
Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app.